Hey, Andy. Um, how, hey, how uh, how mad are you at me right now? On a scale of one to ten, ten being I would actually kill you. Uh, I would put it at about a seven. Oh, okay. So that's like I will break your leg. Yes, <laughs> I will. I will. I will. I will. I will buy a golf club and I will smash your goddamn knees. You down. won't use any of the forty golf clubs I have here. You're getting a special no. one named Lucille, which but was a... Maddie would love it because you'll permanently be on your knees. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Andy, well, wow, you sound very upset. Um, why are you mad? Well, um, as we have discussed, uh, this week we are going to be doing this is something I brought up on a past episode. I would love to start doing this, and I gave you full reign of uh, what movie we are going to review, and you absolutely bent me over and raw dogged me with no loop, uh, and you chose possibly the ever made yeah and maybe we'll talk about that after the cold open who knows i absolutely fucking hate you (laughs) (laughs) that was the long and a half of my life not even an hour and a half it's an hour and 19 like not not even an hour and a half it felt so much longer (laughs) well hey uh andy i only have one thing to say to that yeah Merry Christmas. Ah, fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) Hello and welcome to Adam and Andy, a very, 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 very special episode. I'm Adam. Hello, and I'm Andy. I know, I just cut you off there. I'm so excited to get oh, you're, this. I'm so you're excited. You're absolutely fine. I know you are, and so am I, because that's our first ever film review on I, And I have named this segment, and who knows, maybe in the future, this becomes its own thing that exists separate I'm from choosing the next movie. That's fine, um, because today on uh, the very first episode of Watching Broovies. Okay, okay. Is that pretty good? Uh, you said groovies. I'm thinking maybe boozies. No, well, okay. Oh, well, that might be pretty good. Uh, yeah. Okay. Boozies. Watching boozies. Yeah. I'll, Sounds a lot yeah, like I'm thinking boobies. watching boozies. Mm, okay. Well, it is, but it makes more sense than bruises. Yeah. Also, we are booze anchors, so I guess that makes more sense. Yeah. I, f- I feel yeah. stupid. And you know what? We We do watch boobs. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Okay, well, One on the very first, uh, we'll change it up. You're right. We'll we'll do that. And I was gonna say, hey, Suds can vote on it. Maybe not. This is this is just gonna be it. We're now watching boozies. Yeah. Uh, oh, that sounds really good. Now, okay, I like that. Now, real quick, yeah. let me do my really quick uh, housekeeping as to why we are doing a phone-in recording for the very first episode of Watching Boozies. Yeah, go for it. So. We've talked about it before on the podcast that I had an interview uh, for a new position with the company I'm currently at. I did, in fact, get that promotion. <laughs> Let me go ahead. 
let me go ahead and say uh, that was not planned. Adam is just that quick on the draw mm-hmm. with the drops tonight. He That's is right. uh, he's fucking he's fucking on one. There's a reason so for it, of I, which we'll learn in the next episode. Absolutely, I have no idea what that's going to be. Oh, so I'm sorry, yeah, you don't know. Surprise to all of us. Yeah. So, um, I got the promotion, I got the job, but it doesn't start until December 27th. So, until that time, five days a week, I have been training my replacement. I've been training an ops rep, and I've been training for my new role on top of keeping up with the inbox I'm currently on, which is. An incredibly busy inbox. I mean, mm-hmm. it's nonstop all day, every day. I can attest so, to that. I've had I've had third party view of of the activities, and it's been different. Of, of course, I've been away for a while, but I still have it's some. Almost, uh, it's like identical, man. It hasn't uh, changed. It's only gotten busier because we've got more freight. Okay, there you go. So, so yes, yeah, I am so mentally drained by the end of the day during a work day, which we're recording this on a Wednesday. Yeah. Uh, I am so drained by the end of the work day that the last thing I want to do is drive out to Adam and record an episode. I can, I can come home, stay here, record an episode, but I just, I don't have the mental capacity to drive out to Adam, sit down, set up the whole thing, get in the groove and get ready. So for a, a little bit to come, there might be some phone-in episodes from me uh, where I am just so emotionally and mentally drained from busting my ass off for nine to ten hours a day that I am just calling in. I'm not phoning in the episodes. I'm going to mm, get my all. Yeah. Yeah, I'm calling in to the podcast so that I can still give it my all instead of driving there looking exhausted yawning constantly in person and just not into it so yeah that is why we're i think though with that in mind though i still think that with some of the plan that we're we're crafting the the phone ins will still be limited um Mm -hmm. because we do have a session coming up here soon that will um lead into only lasting for yeah, that's only lasting for two and a half weeks. Yeah, so I this might even be the last one, or yeah. there might be one more. Who knows? Um, and outside yeah. of that, and if 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 something randomly happens in the future, there might be another one. But yeah, exactly. two and a half weeks from today, which is uh, well, it dates this episode. I can't. I'm on. This will come this out. Will, oh yeah. So yeah, December eighth is when we're recording. Mm-hmm. Uh, from today's date, there are two and a half weeks. Mm-hmm for me to do this and I'll never do it again. And then we'll have like a random one-off call an episode. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you know, and, and in those instances, we'll, we'll do something like this. Now we had a, a very positive reception to the self-help line and we want to do that again. We've already we talked did. about that. We want to do something like that again, but also we want to dip our toes in some other things and, and you know, really yeah. expand. This isn't just, your evening booze, but in a way this is, this is like entertainment tonight, <laughs> whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but with that, and I'm, I told you, I didn't have any housekeeping and I just remembered something no. while you were talking. Um, oh, okay. Go ahead. Very, very briefly. I'll tease ahead. Cause Andy, you might actually not even know or have wrapped your head around it yet. The Christmas episode comes out, not the next episode, but the episode after that. 
Yes, we we did talk about that. Okay, we did. Okay, well, I'm hyping it yeah. up now. So, Christmas. We Woo! we haven't we haven't discussed what kind of an episode it's going to be exactly, but it will be a good fucking episode. Yeah, we love Christmas. So, oh, um, I I'll, mean, I'll have a visage for Ryan or his representation. It'll be here. I mean, after after this movie, I don't know how much I love Christmas anymore, but <laughs> speaking of which on the very first episode of watching boozies, we watched Kirk Cameron's saving Christmas. One of the most negatively reviewed movies of all time. It was so bad. Now, so in, goddamn bad. In these instances, you know, I'm sure there are those channels people you might like that do movies um, where they'll be like, oh, well, let's talk about The Room. You know, The Room's kind of the go-to. The, go- the Room is fun. I would say The Room is fun yeah. to watch with friends. Um, there are eerily, like, there are eerie similarities between The Room and Saving Christmas, and I'll get into that. Perfect. Yeah, I love that. But outside of it, Saving Christmas, though, and as you will learn, we'll get into it. What we'll do as I kind of lay out what's coming here for the next hour We'll, we'll walk through the movie. Uh, I have a nice... Uh, yeah. <laughs> I have a step-by-step, um, some little timestamps, three pages worth of things that occurred that I thought were notable and outrageous. Um, yeah. And, and then... I'm sure you and I agree on all of them. Yes. So we'll do that. That's basically walking through the movie and basically highlighting things. One of the different things that we'll do about this episode is I've, believe it or not... Order this movie on DVD, and I'll be throwing clips up to provide context and really create kind of a, a sticky episode so that way you can see what's going on and we can better understand the calamities that are on the screen. Um, and then outside yeah, of that, after we go ahead, I just, I'm <laughs> you just like my brain, let's get it over with. <laughs> my brain hurts so goddamn much just thinking about this fucking movie. So, at the end of it, after we go through everything, we have some categories, and I kind of took this concept, none of the categories, but I kind of took the concept away from the, the podcast, The Rewatchables. Um, none of them are the okay. same as that as that podcast. That's the Bill Simmons one. That's the sports guy. Um, and I think that... Probably sucks. Well, it's okay. But this is the more Adam and Andy flavor of, of movie reviews and, and discussing these things. Um, now, Andy, I... I have a little intro of Kirk Cameron and a little bit of leading into the movie. Oh, no, and then we'll get into it. Please, we're not going to listen to the goddamn intro of the movie, right? No, 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 no. I'm not talking about that. That's that's part of me going oh, through the stuff. Oh, <laughs> I wish God. actually I had um, a song for us to do uh, heading into this. Tell you what, uh, I actually I, I'll, I'll do this. Um, it is time for our very first episode of Watching Boozies. i want you to understand this was my idea months and months ago on the podcast to like do a movie review as like a segment adam you know came through he finally agreed graciously because i really I, i want to do this adam is like a movies guru. He fucking knows his shit. 
I just love movies. It's a lot of credit. I'll, and, I'll um, take it, sure. Yeah, you absolutely should. And, um, of course, the very first watching boozies that we're doing is what I define as self-torture. As it, it almost akin, we might get like a quotation for this, almost akin to Nazi propaganda. You, yes, um, <laughs> it is absolutely akin to Nazi propaganda. I mean, we're going to get into it. I'm not going to say anything else. Just I'm probably going to be sighing a lot this episode. Yeah, we'll fill in some yucks in the I lab, want, so. Like, I wanted... I wanted this segment so badly, and to have this be the first segment of the of the first bit of the segment that I wanted so badly is just so self defeating. <laughs> is so bad. You're like, I don't want to do this again. What's he gonna do now? I, and Andy will say, and I actually I had it up on some early episodes of of Adam and Andy of a box set of movies that are intended to watch for this, um, which would be more fun to watch, yeah. I think, than this. Um, cause they're more like the, yeah, the schlocky uh, horror stuff. I'm fucking choosing the next movie. You don't have a say in what we watch. I'm going to surprise you like you surprised me. Okay. So I can't provide you options to choose from? No, ab- no, absolutely fucking not. Okay. I see how it is. Well, no, here no. <laughs> we're, we're, will, and it's going to, it's going to be a film we both enjoy. Uh, I want to talk about stuff we don't enjoy. That's my big thing. Cause I want to, I want to deconstruct stuff. That's, I want to bring it down. We can talk. Okay, fine. Then we're gonna we're gonna watch fucking Battlefield Earth. Fine, great. <laughs> I, I welcome it. It's yeah. a terrible movie. Uh, but okay, maybe another, there can be some special religious film. There can be some yes, but I'm saying there could be some other uh, watching boozies where yeah, okay, we can watch the movies and, and maybe smaller segments because you know no one wants to listen to an hour long of um, oh I love this a lot you know. Or and just kind of. No, oh, no. Okay, I see what you're going for. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're doing the right, opposite. Right, we're saying right, this sucks. Right. Yeah. Um. So, but Kurt yeah, Cameron, right. if, if if people don't know who that is, I am a little bit unfamiliar with him. But he is more I, of that. What? You don't know Kurt Cameron? Well, I I, I kind of do. So, and I was gonna give a little bit to the side. So, you, obviously, in in the late okay. '80s, he was in that sitcom Growing Pains. Um, yeah. And that's where he gained main character, kind of a heartthrob status, right? And then. He was he was doing that a long time, and it was like um, Michael J. Fox was doing. Oh, what was that one he was on? Uh, kind of that same idea though. Whenever he was coming coming around, he had those others other ones like All in the Family and uh, things of that nature. Growing too. Pains. Uh, also, uh, fun trivia fact: Leonardo DiCaprio's first ever role. Wow. He should have yeah. been the, the main role in that, huh? Well, no, Leonardo Leonardo DiCaprio came in in, like, last season. He was, like, a, oh. a neighbor that moved in next door, and he, like, started showing up. Uh, but Leonardo DiCaprio, his first ever role. That's awesome. Uh, one of the other yeah. things that Kirk Cameron did, he then also played a cousin on the show Full House. And I guess he actually even showed up in Fuller House, too. Um, oh, that's sig- too bad. Yes. <laughs> well, not for him. You know, fuck him. <laughs> yeah. Well, too bad for the show. Uh, the show already sucked. I mean, it didn't. Yeah. It did not translate well to the. They didn't even have generation. They, they had. They had John Samus, but they didn't even have like Bob Saget, right? No, they did. He, oh. he had cameos. But they didn't. Yeah. Okay, but they didn't have the Olsen twins. 
No, they refuse to be on the show. Yeah, well, they're above it now. But then their sister's more famous yeah, than them, too, so whatever. But their sister also does have uh, multi uh, billions of dollars. Sure. But I don't know. I, I think it pays to be in the MCU. Wouldn't you say that? Is well, true? yeah, no, it does. But uh, Mayor Kate and Ashley Olsen are like multi, multi, multi billionaires. That aside, getting into the movie now, what Kirk Cameron did later in his career, he started getting into more of these Christian uh, produced films and, and becoming more of an evangel- evangelical uh, like media guy, right? And that yeah. led us into this movie, Saving Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> so without further ado, I'm going to walk through certain events of the movie. You can chime in. Uh, and I have. Oh, some... I will. <laughs> <laughs> I will. Trust me. And this actually might be one of the first episodes, too, and I've been pondering it, where I actually cut dead air in moments like that, kind of tighten it up a little bit. Um, but the, the, the film opens with, uh, uh, like, you know how films open with, like, saying, hey, we are from TriStar, or, or we are Orion, or Orion, or whatever. Um, oh, are you about to talk about Campfan Productions? No, and I decided to ignore that. The one I was actually curious about was Liberty University. When that oh, popped okay. up on screen, and it's like, oh, this is like a university. I know Liberty is a, is a Christian university, but they popped up being like, hey, we're we made this movie as well, and it, it comes find out they produce another movie with Kirk Cameron as well, and it's like, oh, that's kind of odd. That makes sense. I bet the other film is just as shitty. Yeah, <laughs> we it's, should watch it next. Like. It's probably the Kirk Cameron adaptation of uh, Left Behind that made it like one film and was canceled. That could be it. I think you're right. Yeah. I wouldn't be fucking surprised. So we open with Kirk Cameron sitting in front of a Christmas tree. What they initially wanted to open with was actually the founder of or the creator of VeggieTales. Oh, great. They that sounds <laughs> even better. Well, they wanted him to to enter the movie, but they got Kirk Cameron. Well, or I guess they had to default to Kirk Cameron because he was already involved. And he starts talking about, oh, how it's much he so loves bad. Christmas. And, and he on, has... Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. It's so bad. Even the founder of Veggie Tales was like, fuck you guys. <laughs> you, you can get veggie fucked. Yeah, even Veggie Tales creator was like, eh, "This is pretty awful, guys. I'm not going to be part of this." <laughs> I mean, dude, that says a lot. Veggie Tales is like the stupidest shit on the fucking planet. Yeah, and they basically they use like a a, a computer program from like 1995 to render everything. Man, fuck Veggie Tales, fuck Kirk Cameron, fuck this movie. So he starts talking about how there's these. Two groups that are saying, hey, uh, Christmas should only be about Christianity. And also those that say, hey, fine, whatever, but keep the Christianity stuff like quiet. You know, we just want to enjoy Christmas. And when I heard this, and you're going to hear me write this down continually, you said something that was similar. I said, so fucking pretentious. Because yeah. the way he's or- going through it, he's like, I am all knowing and everyone else is wrong. Excuse me, or as I described it, self-aggrandizing. Yeah, 
which I, I like but more everything, than pretentious. Everything about this movie, George Cameron or whoever the fuck wrote it, wrote it purely on their own beliefs and everyone else is wrong. It's just self-aggrandizing propaganda, just like the fucking Nazis. <laughs> Heil <It's> Cameron? Just... <laughs> Dude, it is the most fucking absurd shit. And I, I can't stress this enough, Doug. Don't fucking watch this movie. It's not fun. It's not fun, no. but then he this, he'll go on to talk about was, how much. Allow he, me, allow me to finish my statement. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. It's, uh, go it's ahead. happening because we're we're not in person. It's okay, yeah, and this is a new thing. But this, go for it. I sat through this. I will say, Adam and I sat through this as a labor of love for you guys. Yeah. If I didn't have to record a podcast about this fucking movie, I would have never watched it because it is it is so bad. I shut it off in the first twenty five minutes, and I was texting Adam how fucking angry I was at him. <laughs> and then today, I I you know I got off work. I'm like, no, I got to do it. You know, Adam said, think about the studs. And I'm like, okay, just fucking power through sit through it. You're going to watch this and I'll never forgive Adam. Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I need to gain your trust back. You need to love me as much as Kirk Cameron loves hot chocolate. And I love hot chocolate. Oh my God. Yeah, we're going to get into that. That was a fucking (laughs) dude. That was a whole goddamn thought about, like, his whole, like, three-minute diatribe about fucking hot chocolate with whipped cream on it. It just, it's fucking out of nowhere. It makes no goddamn sense. We're gonna, we're gonna get into it. And that's actually right now, because he's going on talking about the two groups, and then he talks about how much he loves hot chocolate when he's obviously not drinking any at that moment. The mug is empty. water or something. No, it's empty. There's no fluid in there. God, fuck you, Kirk Cameron. <laughs> so I was at James Cameron, and that was fit just as well. But and even they, I think they even like mentioned James Cameron at the end of the movie for whatever. Oh, they reason. do, and like that that weird. We're gonna get into that. That yeah. is the whole goddamn thing. Yeah, it is. That is, yeah. Just fucking keep going. <laughs> This movie sucks. So he 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 basically mentions that atheists are Grinches, and in a matter of speaking, he doesn't explicitly say that, but he does kind of allude to it. And then the movie he gets going. Atheist cunt. Yeah, he pretty much did. Yeah. Uh, cunt Cameron was what we should call him. Uh, <laughs> oh shit, that might be a great episode for or a great title for the episode. <laughs> cunt Cameron. Uh, cunt Cameron <laughs> saving Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> cunt Cameron saving cuntmas. No, I was thinking Cunt Cameron saving twatmas. Oh, whoa. <laughs> yeah, but obviously we can't do that because we want fucking sponsors eventually. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so he gets and he starts doing this montage of the people around the house. He he shows his sister. That is actually his sister. Um, he does one of those little dumb, hey, Wait, that's that was, me. That was- hey, everybody. That's me. Enjoying the party. 
things. That was his. That was his real life sister. That's his real life sister. Hmm. And I have I'm more so to, disappointed. I have a lot more to say about her later, um, and we'll get to yeah, that. So do I. Um, so he, you know, he starts going through. Uh, oh, hey, here we are. We're all having hot chocolate and shit. And then he goes up to talk to his sister and he mentions, hey, where's your husband? Do I need to go beat him up? You know, <laughs> a little bit of that, like, like violence. Yeah. Like that, that need for, for blood starts coming out a little bit. Do I need to break some legs? Is he not treating you right? No. I'll, I'll take him out in the back right now. No. That all Christians have. It, yeah, exactly. Um, and then we get into really the crux of the issue, which is the his Kirk Cameron's brother-in-law, who, fun fact, the guy that plays him is the director of the movie, which I think you kind yeah. of figure out. Um, yeah. Is, is uncomfortable about how Christmas is being celebrated because he feels like it's not enough about kind of that idea of the reason for the season or celebrating for Jesus, which is fine. It's an absolute fine way to view Christmas. I have no issue with that. And I make, a, I make a note here that says, it's okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I say, Great. I have a note here when they introduce him and how he's feeling. It's okay not to like Christmas. That's fine. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of a Grinch myself. Like, Christmas, I loved it as a kid. But as I've grown older, I'm just, you know, I'll accept the gifts. I'll give gifts. But, but okay, great. Thanks, everyone. It's like a birthday. See you later. Yeah, it, it can be really viewed that way too. Like, hey, I'm basically celebrating my birthday. I am Jesus. Yeah, I am God. <laughs> That's what Kirk Cameron said at the end of this. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, so he goes on saying, "Hey, you know, people are like, oh, this is so weird. It's, it's all about greed, or it's all about elf worshiping, or it's all about paganism." Which I don't know why. It's he- all about. What the fucking druids? The dude is obsessed with the goddamn druids and pagan rituals. What are they going to do next? Tell us hot chocolate's bad for us? That the druids invented it? And as a Christian, why the fuck are you obsessed with this? I don't know. Because I, I, I guess what it, what it is deriving from is him saying, you know, my whole life, I've, I've always liked those Christmas trees and thinking of Santa and getting presents. I need to find some kind of way to justify me doing that and not feel bad in the faith, right? Yeah. That's really what it is. So the man is insecure with his own faith and he's he's making us think or like feel bad for him when the man is just a bad Christian. So I'm going to make a movie about it. And I'm going to take all the money from that movie and pocket it. Ten of those those yeah. dollars are coming from Adam. <laughs> oh my God, that DVD was ten dollars. Ten dollars, and I'm ashamed to admit it. You, you poor son of a bitch. But I think about it as ten dollars in production costs, so I can add things to it, right? Um, okay, that's a better way to look at it. Yeah. So uh, next up, he has. Uh, I think his name was DeAndre. Is that right? Someone that I guess works in the office with him starts coming up, and this is kind of your. Are you talking about the the black preacher? Yeah, but he wasn't like a preacher though. He was just a a guy. I mean, obviously, when you kind of see him, you're like, oh, he must be like a youth pastor at a church or something like that. That's that's the vibe you get. I'll be honest. 
I thought two things about this man through the entire episode. I thought he was a preacher, and I related him to Simon. Oh, my God. Ah! I wish I... Okay, I didn't, I didn't make the drop yet. I'll have it ready for the next episode. Sorry! Mom! There you go. Thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I kind of can... I can see that, and I'm curious if he's seen this movie. I can almost guarantee he has not. Oh, okay. Well, he'll see parts of it now. Um, but, the, you know, the big Working thing hard. is, you know, he's going up there and he's saying, oh, they're trying to get rid of Christmas Sweater Fridays or whatever. Uh, you get that memo. Oh, what? No more Crazy Shirt Fridays. Who? The man. Corporate. They think they're going to tell us what to do. Well, we're going to go to HR. I'm going to take it straight to HR. You got to read your emails. If we don't have Crazy Shirt Fridays, it's the end. And in a little moment, I'll show it now. In a little moment, he does a BJ gesture for some region, reason. I didn't catch that, but I'm not going to rewatch to watch that. Well, you'll see it. No, I'll put it up in the episode. <laughs> for some I'm reason, it doesn't make sense. In a purely audio sense, I want to see nothing else about this episode <laughs> or about this movie. It's so goddamn bad. I won't even watch our own goddamn episode. I'm gonna listen to it, motherfucker. It's worth. I will watching never it for forgive you. For it this. is worth. <laughs> it's worth watching it for that. But anyway, he gets upset. Uh, oh, and also I should note, and I made a note here. This character's name will refer to him as Christian, and obviously there's some kind of allegory there that says. Hey, Christians yeah. view it this way, and they need to change how they're thinking and look at it as everything's connected to the Bible, right? Literally everything on the planet, Kurt Cameron has a fucking answer for Everything. It. He can tell you why Fanta Orange could be a replacement for the blood of Christ. This man knows so goddamn much about the Bible and the history of Jesus Christ and God, he could tell you, like, come as white. <laughs> this man knows so goddamn much. It's probably going to be related to something that Hitler did, right? You know, white, white supremacy and stuff you, like that. He could tell you why women have periods. Yeah. The blood of Christ. And it's, it's for, yeah, a purely biblical <laughs> sense that will yeah. make any goddamn sense if you put any actual thought into it. <laughs> okay, so... You fucking cock-sucking motherfucker. Our character, Christian, who is saying, hey, all you oh, guys are... Now, now, okay, go ahead. Get, get into this real quick. Christian is Kurt Cameron's actual real-life sister's husband, who is the director of the film. No, 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 no. She She is actually not married to him. In real in real life, she's not married no, to him. I, I know, I know, but the he is married to Kirk Cameron's actual oh, real okay, life yeah. sister in the movie. Yes, yeah. yeah, yeah, and he is the director of the movie. Yes, yes. So keep going. Yeah. He no, you're good. Um, so he then goes out to his car. Kirk Cameron is going to look for him, and he's just sitting in there to get some kind of solitude. And he's like, "Oh, I need to corner him." And tell him why what he's thinking is wrong, right? So yeah. the guy Which is a normal human thing to do, right? Yeah, he's conflicted. He's saying everyone's so happy about Christmas. 
I have these feelings of, hey, why are we spending money on gifts when we could feed the poor or build houses in Africa? Whatever the fuck. And yeah. he's like, this is this is a problem. Why are we why are we using these lenses to look at it in a happy way when we could be doing better? And Kirk Cameron literally fucking says everything you said is wrong. You're all wrong. Yeah, and also, let me point out, you never see their kids. No. There are see, kids in the house. No. There are kids? You don't know whose kids? No. Nope. There's random there's random black baby in the <laughs> end of the film. You don't know whose kid that is, but they're there. Like this is this is our uh, our one uh, point for for being charitable. We we brought in an African woman and her baby, and it's just some woman that was out in the street. You know, <laughs> you, you don't see her throughout the entire film. But you know what? When they're eating food, there she is. There she is. There she is. They they gave her food, but you never see Christian's kids. They are never mentioned. No, you don't know their names. There are kids who, who we'll get into towards the end of the film are just kind of standing there awkwardly, not knowing what the fuck to do. Kirk Cameron is basically telling Christian, "You are an asshole for wanting to feed kids instead of celebrate Christmas." Yeah, dude, he he kicked shame Christian so hard. Yeah, he did. He absolutely did. Yeah. And you know what? This is 2021. You can't get shame anymore. No, no. It's not allowed. Even though this movie came out in like 27. 15 20, or something like 14, that. Yeah. I think. 2014, yeah. November was, 14th, 2014. Okay, fine. I mean, king shaming was allowed back then. That's fine. Yeah. Didn't king shame a man for hating Christmas. But if he gets off on hating Christmas, let him hate Christmas, man. Yeah. Let him live his life. Why can't he, we just he, be individuals? He, he doesn't need Nazi propaganda shoved down his throat to yeah, get off. Exactly. So this man is, is going to jerk off to the thought of Christmas sucks. I say let him. So Kirk Cameron starts going into why it's okay to love Christmas. And at the very beginning, they talk yeah. about how Jesus was born, wasn't born in a manger. He was born in a cave. Okay. Um, I'm I'm fine with that theory. I, I you know who knows? It was 2000. Well, years his, ago. his 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 thought process behind that is mangers weren't the mangers we know them today. Mangers back then allegedly were built in a cave so the horses, I guess, could eat in comfort or and like outside the elements. It's this whole weird fucking backwards logical thinking that has no actual scientific or historical evidence or proof to prove that mangers used to be in fucking caves and there would be one giant rock in the middle where a perfect white baby Jesus could be fucking born in the Middle East. It is not Middle Eastern, Andy. It is a white baby. Yes, exactly. That's why I said a white baby Jesus. That's right. Born to two... Middle Eastern parents in the Middle East. It's a miracle. <laughs> and how could they not find this baby? They talk about this in the movie where they went around to all these babies and murdered them 
how did they not find the one white baby in the Middle East? They're like, holy shit, this is his richest gold. We got to keep this thing. This baby has, he's a lightly bearded. He's got long brown <laughs> baby hair. baby comes out with a beard and long hair? How, how are we not going to murder this baby? Jesus Christ, he keeps touching the puddle and turning it into wine. Guys, we got to keep this kid. We got to get drunk off this baby. Oh, my God. We got to put him in a wine factory. Let's fuck this baby up. Guys, let's get fucked up off this baby. I can't find any water, but I can do piss. Baby, can you turn this into wine? It's going to taste salty, but I can do it. You're the beer baby Jesus now? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's gonna. It's not going to taste great, but I can do it. I can do it. I, I can turn it into Mountain Dew, too. Mountain Dew, Mountain Dew will have the taste. Huh. I can turn that piss into gold if you want, but you gotta start some fucking alcohol. <laughs> you gotta stop fucking drinking. You guys just drink all the time. <laughs> and here I am. I got a weird redneck accent. I'm in the Middle East. You ain't killing me. I'm eight months old. I got a beard. <laughs> he came out at eight months old with a beard yeah. and long hair. God damn, only they want to do just, just drink. I could fucking give them money or whatever. They just keep wanting to drink. <laughs> he's like cursing his own dad or he's like, God damn. <laughs> he's motherfuckers an alcoholic. <laughs> I think it's because my daddy didn't sleep with my mama and I just showed up somehow. You know, I think my daddy's mad. I just I just came here. Some angel came down and fucked my mom and he was like, oh, I'm going to give you that big dick and you just want to say it. They call me a blessing for a reason because that angel dick's a blessing. Let me tell you. <laughs> God, if we're if we were going to hell before, we sure as fuck are now. So is Kirk Cameron. So I I actually mentioned too. Whenever the murdering baby stuff comes up, I think is this kind of alluding to Children of Men? Is it kind of the same? Now, um, hold on. I I, I do want to address something in the movie. I thought was just fucking absurd. Yeah, go for it. Uh, which so you brought up um. The he's not a preacher, he's not a priest, whatever. Uh, the black guy in the movie comes up and he, he comes up to Christian, like, Hey, Christian, how's it going? And this guy who talked white as fuck for the entire film, as soon as the black guy talks, Hey, what's up, brother? What's going on? And he like slaps him, he's like, How you oh, doing, man? Shit, man, Christian, how you doing? What's up, DeAndre? I missed yeah, that, and you even noticed. Yeah, you even, it even happens in the bloopers when they're replaying the moment and they're ripping off each other. It's like, hey, how you doing, man? Come on. Come here. And he fucking like gives him like a slap and like brings him in. How you doing, DeAndre? How you been? Bring it back. Here we go. All right. Hey, man, what do you think about our homie, Jesus? Hey, man, you know what? We on the fourth floor. We ain't going to the second floor. I don't know what's going on down there. Hey, buddy. Yeah, it, I I know I know Jesus turned water into wine. Would you prefer a Colt forty? Yeah, would you prefer a Colt forty? What about a Mad Dog twenty twenty? <laughs> I mean, I bet malt liquor can come out of there. I bet. God, I mean, dude, it was when it happened in the movie. I actually paused and I sighed. I'm like, that might be the most racist thing about this movie. But you know what? It wasn't. The end credits were. Yeah, it it was. Um, so moving oh, yeah. on there, there's a point where 
they because they, you know they talk about the murdering the babies and Kirk Cameron says, oh hey, you know what? The 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 wise men brought frankincense and myrrh and that was used for um, burials and and uh, funerals. And I looked into it and. Uh, historians and religious scholars don't support the frankincense and myrrh burial theory, uh, and the common explanation is that they were just valuable. So that's why he brought they brought them. I thought that was just known. I thought that was the thing. Like, yeah, there's just it's a valuable that, that thing. That confused me so much in the movie when they sit there and like, yeah, they bury people in these things, not with these things, but they bury them in frankincense and myrrh. And this is like the crutch of Kirk Cameron's, Cunt Cameron's entire, like, diatribe. His launching point, yeah. Because 80% of this film, Sud, takes place in a car. SUV. In a fucking car. I have the timestamp, actually. So they enter the car at the 1530 point. And he yeah. leaves the car at the uh, 53.20 point. And now let's also take into account... That's almost like 40 minutes, minutes. Almost 40 minutes in a car. Now there are... Let's take into account also. There are like three minutes of opening intros. And then there's like eight minutes of credits. Yeah. Of unnecessary so blooper like, credits. Yeah. Yeah, this is like 70 to 80% of the film takes place in this car of this man having somehow a crisis of faith randomly one Christmas where Kirk Cameron has to go save the day. And the way he delivers it is is really fucking like pretentious right it's just like it's like he does one of these smiles and i'll put it up to but he's like dude he has such a shit-eating like cocksure grin he's like i'm totally right fuck you i'm a i'm a fuck my sister tonight (laughs) she's here and guess what you're her husband she available i know you ain't giving her that that good dick you giving her that atheist dick i'm gonna give her this god dick So we we move away from that. We get a little bit of that same character you talked about before. I think his name is DeAndre. And he's drinking hot chocolate with another guy. Oh, my God, dude. This was, oh, my God. They're talking about still the cancellation of uh, Christmas Sweater Friday. And I I notated it, kind of like I did it before, as contractually obligated comedy, um, which is not comedy. I put quotations around that. And it was just like this terrible ADR that they added on uh, after talking behind the mugs. And I guess he's like, hey, this is the war on Christmas. They thought they could hide the fact that they didn't know what they were doing by hiding their mouths behind hot chocolate mugs for like a four minute scene. We got to go on the offensive. It's like the rapper Sugar Free said, if you stay ready, you ain't got to get ready. They're already taking away our freedom of speech. I can't say Merry Christmas at work no more. I have to say Happy Holidays. It made no sense. And you can tell they clearly aren't saying what their mouths are moving as. It's just a total voiceover to where, like, they probably ran this 40 to 50 times. And I'm like, okay, we got the one. 
And the one they got was the stupidest fucking shit I have ever goddamn heard. They still sound fine with the cu- with the mugs near their mouth, but they still needed to add the fucking audio to be like, okay, we 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 gotta add in whatever sound here, you know, or or whatever. And it's like, it's so the fucking audio, stupid. Dude, it doesn't make sense for the rest of the film. It doesn't make sense. No, because it's there's no one-off. there's no conclusion to that arc. It's simply no. It is simply. Hey, did you hear that they're getting rid of Christmas shirt Friday? And it, then the fucking a- one dude, like he starts going off with the New World Order and like all this other random like conspiratorial shit. Am I am I expected to believe that all Christians believe? In these conspiracy theories now. Yeah. Well, not all. But yeah. <laughs> and this one dude who looks like the YouTube uh like personality, Chris Ramsey, who's like a magician that does like a bunch of like random puzzles and shit on YouTube, is gonna sit there and spat all this shit like it almost sounds like it took like fifty tries. For like hint of freestyle, yeah. All this conspiracy shit. I think and so. Yeah. They'll, and they'll then zoom in on the black guy, and he'll be moving his mouth, and then like two seconds later, it's like, "All right, man, sounds good." Well, yeah. What they probably did is even in that part where they cover their mouths up, he's like, "I don't know all the lines yet. We'll just add it in whenever we have the perfect thing, you know, whatever we want to deliver, right?" Um. It was would, terrible. Dude, that, that that scene alone. Okay, so that scene right there is about 30 to 35 minutes into the film. Uh, the and I actually have it. It's the 28-28 the, the uh, is when he does the, the mug thing. Okay, so it was like right when I started back into the film. Uh, this afternoon, literally right before we recorded, I finished this film. And I say film, and I should say piece of shit. There you go. I picked up this piece of shit, and it was right at that scene. Like, it picked up fucking dead into that scene. And the first thing I thought was, I'm going to actually cut off Adam's dick. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I don't like, like this. this is, no, I didn't. And it was so bad. And it is. I mean, Suds, if you're going to watch anything, I'm sure Adam has put it into the episode of them, like, of them, like, moving their lips and then the obvious voiceover that's happening. It's everywhere. Hey, who needs more coffee? Oh, no, we're good. Delicious, though. Sorry, man. I think we're cool. Cups down. Yeah, I did. In the future. It is so... It is so infuriating. It is so bad that you're looking at this. You're looking at these two men fake talk to each other. And you're just like, I I don't want to live on this planet. No. But, hey, I, I bet, it, it sucks, but we got to keep moving. We got to keep moving. Now, real quick, I bet this film has made someone kill themselves. <laughs> it is so bad. Kirk Cameron Suicide Christmas. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> All right. 
keep going though. We're we're, we're getting close to the end of the film because yeah, yeah. Well, kind of. We're at we're no, we're more at like the the halfway point, but uh, we will fly through the next parts. I think. Um, so he starts talking about oh, like, oh yeah, Christmas is is a is pagan. You know, a lot of the 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 um, rituals, not rituals, but the more the yeah. That's the word I'm looking the for. The tree and everything. The traditions, yeah. Some of the tradition stuff is, is pagan. And he goes, and, and even Jesus wasn't born on actual Christmas. And Kirk Cameron goes, when was he born then? Jesus was not born in December, and we're celebrating his birthday in December. Hello? When was he born? Probably, he was probably, probably, I don't know. But he wasn't born in December. Everyone knows that. And then, you know, Obviously, our character stumbles because that's how it's fucking written. And yeah, you know, our he's, hero, as Kirk calls him, our hero. And he's like, he's trying to be like, you know, I, I looked up this stuff on Wikipedia, and they're trying to like be like, oh, you looked it up on Wikipedia? Well, that's not really reliable. But the Bible is. Yeah, that's which right. It's been written and rewritten and written and rewritten by thousands of people over thousands of years. That's the only reliable source of information we can trust. So I add another so fucking pretentious in all caps right after that point, and he basically is saying, I'm smart and you're stupid. So then he goes yes, into exactly. the explanation of the tree, right? Because that's what you're talking about from the pagan side of things. And he's talking about why you yeah. decorate it. And they're saying, I think they mentioned that God had the tree, and the, the, the bulbs and the other decorations are supposed to be the fruit, and that he put lights on the tree as well. And I write down, lights were not yet invented. Yeah. Oh, you mean 2020s? Oh, actually, two, who knows how many fucking years ago? Because God, allegedly, is the one who created the universe. So you're telling me he had light bulbs like billions of years ago and decided... I like these trees, these trees, these trees, and specifically this tree. I'm going to cover them in lights. I'm going to put, you know what? Something else hasn't been invented. I'm going to put fruit on these motherfuckers. That's right. Fuck you. I'm going to call up Thomas Edison, which is, I think it's really Joseph, Joseph Swan invented the incandescent light bulb because Thomas Edison is an asshole. That he is. He's a racist slave owning asshole. But moving on, because now uh, Cunt Cameron says, fuck your winter solstice logic. It's stupid. I don't like it. Because God says winter starts at this point. Idiots. Yeah. And that's when the world feels most alone and desolate. And that's why we celebrate at this time. So basically, he's saying that, and then uh, our our hero Christian is saying, "Wow, all of these metaphors that you're creating make sense to me. So it must be true." Yeah. Oh my God, he God totally did have all those things billions of years ago. Oh my God, he totally <laughs> did wrap the tree in a cloth because <laughs> billions of years later they were gonna wrap. And <laughs> so we get um we get basically the note that jesus paid the price for christmas so that we can celebrate it and then also another about a minute later another smarmy fucking smile from kirk cameron 
Um, soon oh, followed by so the many, statement. So many in this movie. Oh my god. Um, uh, followed by the statement, and I believe. Um, oh yeah, from Christian, he said this because he's like, "Oh, Santa, Satan, same thing." You know, he does one of those things. That's, oh my you know, god! But yes. he says the the phrase I'm going to use here, and we're going to run with this, is Santa has obliterated Jesus. That's the guy, Santa. That's obliterated Jesus, dude. That was. <laughs> And as the director, I guarantee that man wrote that line himself and put it in there. And I'm, I fucking guarantee it. I can't help but think that's like, oh my god, rule thirty four, Santa and Jesus, right? You know it's out there. <laughs> that, you know it exists. That's what it is. Who's the top? Is it Santa or Jesus? We're going to hell now. Satan. I said Santa. Yeah, no, but in our heroes. Uh, metaphor or whatever the fuck he's using, he says, Santa and Satan switch around the letters. Oh, yeah. Have obliterated Santa Jesus. Satan. So, so his, his logic is Satan has obliterated Jesus by masking himself as Santa Claus. And he is the top. Yes. Oh, Satan, dude, you know, between okay. Satan and God, God, <laughs> God's the fucking power bottom. Oh, my God. I hope lightning doesn't strike me. Um, he can take a dick. You know he can. And also, too, it he was took, really weird. He took nails in the hand. He can take a dick in the ass. He said, do it again. <laughs> yeah, harder, daddy. <laughs> the Romans, and they're going, oh, my God. <laughs> Whoa. Jesus, is is Jesus. he coming right now? <laughs> yeah, he Jesus comes and everyone webbed. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it was it was in tears though. It was it was all pearls. <laughs> God damn it, I'm taking a trick right there. Fuck. That came out my nose. Oh no, we missed that. <laughs> Okay, what I will mention, what was really weird here was it started raining at this point If you because they, they were shooting it uh, through the windshield, and it was raining randomly. Like it, wasn't, it hasn't been raining the whole time. And then they start talking about I didn't catch this. who is Santa, and they start doing the, I, I wrote down Blurst Santa, and it was like Kirk Cameron in the, the beard, right? And it was all like fucking like weird and like saw-y a little bit. Wait. Was that Kirk Cameron? In the well, not the the bearded one that they went back to. No, but and like the beginning of the film where they showed Santa in like the cold open. Yeah, that no, was Kirk Cameron. That was not Kirk Cameron. No, I'm just talking about whenever they had him in the like traditional beard and hat in the house. That was him, but not that old one. Oh, no. okay, 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 okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're he, right, you're right. He mentions that Santa is a real bad, bad dude, and he says it in the good way. And he say, he says, we, we're going to get a little more Lord of Ringsy. <laughs> I said, fuck dude, you, you've never seen Lord of the Rings. It was, and I think what he meant to say, or what he was alluding to, was that St. Nick was more like Gandalf than what we know today. He's a wizard, Harry. Exactly. Yes. I think wow. that's what he was trying to allude to. 
Uh, he just did it in a, a really poor execution. So, you know, they're going on like, okay, so he did these things. It's good. So St. Nick is a real person, right? And I went and I looked it up because he said uh, Santa supported the idea of um, the the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. And I wrote down the poop God, poop Jesus, and the Holy Poop Ghost. <laughs> 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 go back and Fuck watch me. holy poop ghost go back and watch holy poop ghost um please for the love of god um and so they said that he was present at this you know very really important thing called the nicene creed where they were were basically christianity agreed in that concept of, of the trifecta yeah yeah um yeah. so what i read is that his attendance at the council is attested early by this by this guy's or the lector's list of attendees, which accords him as 151st attendee. However, he was conspicuously never mentioned by uh, the foremost offender of uh, of that idea of the trifecta at the council, who oh, knew you all mean the of one he smote on the chin. No, 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 it's a different person, um, and I'll get to that too. So the the guy who was basically the the biggest offender of it who knew all of the notable bishops, never talked about St. Nick being there, um, nor was he mentioned by another historian who was also present there. Um, and that the, the list of attendees varies considerably, which shorter lists only include roughly 200 names and longer lists include around 300. And uh, St. Nick's name only appears on the longer list and not the shorter ones. So basically they're saying he could have been there and his name wasn't included or probably more than likely... He wasn't there, and at some earlier date was baffled that his name wasn't listed, and they added it. You know, that's that's people are basically doing that. So with the punching situation, um, a later legend first attested in the 14th century, over a thousand years after his death, holds that after that, or I'm sorry, during it, he lost his temper, temper, and slapped a certain guy across the face. Um, and then I guess they revoked his like sainthood, right? And that's what they talked about. Uh, but this historian, well, no, 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 they didn't revoke his sainthood, according to Cunt Cameron. Uh, they kicked him out of the church, but because he was so popular with the people, they reinstated him, and then he later gained sainthood. Yeah, exactly. But so the historian that goes over this basically concluded that because it wasn't really uncovered until a thousand years after the fact that someone wrote about it, that it has no historical value whatsoever. Of course not. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there it is. And in the recreation, which is yeah. really weird, the guy that he slaps is also the guy that was sitting on the couch with Deandre or whatever that was talking about, um, the war on Christmas. So I was like, is yeah. there like some there's, kind of metaphor there? I don't think no, so. No, I don't think there's a metaphor there. I think it uh, generally comes down to the fact they had a shoestring budget and they spent almost all of it on the dinner. <laughs> we're going to eat good tonight. We're going to take all of Liberty University's money and we're going to make food out of it. And guess what? We're only going to shoot in three locations. A car, my house, and in a near a fucking fake cave in a studio. That's it. Yes. And I'm dude, you're dead on the money. They recorded everything in this movie in those three locations. 
a waste of time. Waste yeah. of time. Um, so we have a terrible action scene where he slaps the guy in the face. Um, and, and he it, drags him away like he's fucking Hitman. It really was fucking terrible the way they went about it. Um, and then they're like, okay, now Santa's like, oh, people will love me around the world. And uh, the girl that has really shitty acting says, we have presents to deliver. Oh, look who it is. Better? You get that out of your system? Come on, we got work to do. Come on, let's go bless some kids tonight. We've got gifts to give. <laughs> it was really bad. Dude. So, I'm going to air my piece on this one real quick. Yeah, go for it. We're going to have a long they, one here, I feel like. But that's fine. That's fine. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be a long one. But it is also like the first special. We have to get into the swing of how this works. Yeah. So, they build this guy up. As Cunt Cameron says, we're going to Lord of the Rings on this bitch. <laughs> so they build up St. Nick to be like a fucking utter badass. He goes to like this one guy. And I believe James Cameron says like. Kirk Cameron, Cunt Cameron. Oh, yeah, yeah. Cunt Cameron uh, tells him or, or shows him up not only by words, but by force, I think are the exact words he says. And then whenever he says. Like he shows him up by words, he just repeats like a one Bible verse, and then he says by force, and he smote him on the cheek, or he, he smited him on the cheek. You see this actor just like do the worst fake punch of that you've ever seen across this other actor's face. The actor like slumps on this bench. And then St. Nick grabs him by the neck and pulls him away like he's about to hide him. <laughs> like he's about to steal his outfit and, it, and hit, man. Dude, it is one of the most infuriating scenes. And then, like you mentioned, immediately after that, whoever the fuck the woman is, like his helper, his elf, or whatever the fuck, is like, St. Nick, we have presents to deliver. He goes, in, 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 a, in a totally different voice, and accent and style than what he's been delivering the entire film. He goes, Oh, you're right. We do have presents to deliver. Ho, 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 ho. <laughs> like the entire film, he's like, like the woman, the elf or woman or whatever walks in, goes, he's here. Get out. Grab my coat. I'll talk to him. Yeah, he's like kicking this like helpful woman out of his like room. And then she's like, oh, I hope you got that off your chest. You're ready to go deliver some presents? Ha -ha. And he's like, oh, I am. Ha -ha 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 -ha. <laughs> I'm so jolly now. Ha -ha -ha -ha. Come on. Let's go bless some kids tonight. We've got gifts to give. <laughs> I mean, dude, his demeanor, his accent, his tone changes scene to scene. 
And that drove me insane. Whenever he randomly, out of nowhere, goes, ho, 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 ho. <laughs> no, guys. I'm just like, what the? The director's the like, this has, to be, this has to be Santa. No one's going to know it's fucking Santa. He's got a ho, ho, ho. Anyway. See, I would do a, a producer's bit right there. No, but I am in my apartment. That's true. And I don't want to scream at, at the top of my lungs. So we'll we'll move on. That's fine. We're getting here to the end of the movie. Um, to the real. I made a lot of notes for the last fifteen minutes, but we're gonna Not fly right through. Enough. Um. So it cuts to Kirk Cameron. Another smarmy fucking smile, and he goes, "You need to see Christmas through new eyes." And by that, he means you have to see it the way I see it, or you're wrong. That's really it. Yep. So then the director Christian runs into the house. But when he busts in, everyone's just standing around at the front of the house, like with their backs oh, to the door. Oh, everyone. The bells have been lifted from his eyes. <laughs> it's a miracle. Now, Suds, these are actual lines from the film. Not mine, but his is, yes. Did I lose you? No, I mean myself. I was going to do it. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. That's fine. So he, the director gets there. Um, he sees his wife. Oh, actually, no, I'll say this too. Someone was looking at the camera while this was happening, but he sees his yeah, wife. Fucking dead into the camera. And his wife, pretty much, I would say about 90%, 95% of the time to the rest of the movie is shot in slow-mo. And I have no idea why. Uh, because she can't fucking act. Everything is in slow-mo. I'll add it. I'll now, ding now, it each time. Now, now, not only this, but when they cut to the wife, every time they show her, she's just like super dejected on the couch. Or like in the no, no, kitchen. she's in the kitchen. And yeah, then she's back the kitchen. on the couch. But huh? when they show her at the end, she's on the couch. I don't remember seeing her in the, the kitchen. She's always in the kitchen. Okay, so I, I'm, I might be confusing her with another extra that looks a lot like her, which I'll get into. <laughs> okay. Because it's probably her in different clothes. But yeah, every time you see Christian, the hero's wife, she's just looking super dejected in the kitchen. Because one, the kitchen is the only place for a woman. Ooh. And two... Yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. I caught up on that motherfucker. And two, why is she so upset that her husband just doesn't like a fucking holiday? Like, that's so one-sided and such bullshit. Like, you need like, to enjoy this. Dude, they're married. They have kids. How have they not had this fucking conversation? Well, we haven't seen their kids. They probably have a terrible relationship. Exactly, so. but they do allude to children. So they they've do. been married... And they have kids, and clearly he buys the kids' presents. So why is this Christmas, why is this the worst one he's ever had? And why is he like, man, fuck my kids, fuck my wife, fuck these people, fuck God, fuck this ruin, I'm out. <laughs> fuck Christmas sweater Friday, motherfucker. Yeah, like, why is he so, so genuinely upset in this one particular Christmas? Is it, is it because... Cunt Cameron is there? 
He's like, God, I don't want to deal with this fucking like propagandic self ingrand like self aggrandizing Nazi bitch. <laughs> and he just like, he goes to his car and then Cameron's like, Hey man, you remember the Nazis? Let me tell you why they were good. <laughs> Jesus was a white man. And I'll tell you why. Yeah, let me tell you why the terrorists won 9-11. So they're doing all the slow-mo on the wife. Christian is now like, oh, I love Christmas. And then Kirk Cameron, cunt Cameron, starts talking about how the presents around the tree represent New Jerusalem in a city. And the, the tree that they surround is the tree of life. And this is what it's all about. And it's like, God, I hate you. And so now he gets to that point. And he basically has a continuity error where he's constantly standing at the door and they're doing a montage shooting yes. cameras. Dude, like, I noticed that, yes. I noticed that, yes. Doesn't make God, sense. It was so bad. So then the director is, you know, he's like, oh, okay, I love Christmas now. He looks at a nutcracker. And I'm like, oh, oh God. God. You gotta be fucking kidding me. And he, yeah. in a way, relates the nutcracker to the Bible. These things are not related. Mice no. aren't running around trying to capture a, a, a woman to keep her from celebrating fucking Christmas or whatever. Hey, maybe the mice impregnated. Mary? Yeah, Mary. <sighs> so. We should have a mice Jesus. We have a mice Jesus. He is um, all micey. Jesus, that's mice. Worst, that's the worst fucking pun you've ever said. Oh my god! You missed what I said too. I said, I said, I heard what you said. Jesus, mice. Yes, I heard that. I was just powering through it because I don't want to talk about this goddamn film any longer. It's okay. So bad. This is it. This is this is the final run. We'll do our, our categories and we'll get out of here. Oh my god! <laughs> so, I hate this movie so much. We've been talking about this movie almost as long as the movie exists. <laughs> Dude, this episode is gonna be longer than the movie itself. Yeah, let's see where we are right now. Oh yeah, we're getting pretty close. Okay. Well, hey, we got yeah. it. It's okay. Um, uh, the categories, and we're gonna go on. The show must go on. So he um he's walking he's walking in normal speed to his wife. Like the way they shoot it, the way they shoot it, he they have not slow moed it walking him him to his wife. Then when they share the shot, when they share the frame, it's in slow mo again. Why? Yeah, dude, that I just I dude they were trying to pat out the runtime and who in their right goddamn mind. Kicks open the front door of their house. Listen at everyone. See someone says, oh man, the bail's been looking from his eyes. He's holding everyone back. Sprints at a fucking like dead neck pace. And then penguin slides into the presents he bought for his kids. <laughs> what if he had rabies? <laughs> Dude, I, we could have been looking at 28 Days Later, the opening scene. Yeah, absolutely. With Cillian Murphy. God bless it. So this movie, <laughs> so bad. 
so he says, "Hey, I'm sorry for how I've I've acted this Christmas." He says, hey, "I'm sorry for how I've acted this Christmas," and she's just like, "Yeah, you've been a jerk. Fuck you." Honey, I've been a bit of a jerk this Christmas season. Yeah, you have. Oh my god, you're about to get this my least favorite part of the film. Oh my god. This is it. This is it right here. There's something I've been wanting to give you for a long time. And she says she says, What do you got in mind, big papa? And this Christmas I'm gonna give you something I've been wanting to give you for a long time. What do you got in mind, Big Papa? Dude, I almost, I almost threw my phone. Oh my god! I was, I, I. It's hard to put it into words. As I was watching this movie, and then out of nowhere, it gets oddly sexual between the two of them, like intensely sexual. Like that producer or the director. It's fucking Cunt Cameron's sister. Like, yeah. They have, he has put his dick up her ass. Because <laughs> that's the Christian way to do and it. And that is the Christian way to do it. And they are, they are sitting there and they're like, it's almost like the director was like, hey guys, I got this bitch drunk. Put the camera on me. I'm going to forward with her for a second. We're going to use this. And so, they probably had, they, you know, they haven't fucked in a few years. And he, he goes up and he's like, hey, I got a big surprise for you. And she's sitting there like, oh, he's going to pump my ass. Come <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Fill me like a cannoli. <laughs> fucking just make me cream it out. Oh, my God. <laughs> Fill me like a mega stuff Oreo. Oh my god! I'm just looking, treat my ass like a Twinkie. Oh my god! No, no, no! Like, uh, um, you ever you ever see that movie UHF with Weird Al? Yes, of and he, course I have. And he put the hot dog in a Twinkie. <laughs> okay, so what we have next is is the church dance team comes in, starts dancing in front of these kids that don't give a shit that they're dancing. Okay, you know, I will address this uh, when we're done with the review. Okay, cool. We're Yeah, we're getting there now. Um, so they do yeah. these they do these zoom-out shots, right? And in them, Kirk Cameron's in the back, and he's, he's being pretty obvious, putting his hands up. And then they do a zoom-in, and he's not there, and I'm pretty sure no one else is there. So they shot twice of the dance team, and it keeps cutting out, and Kirk Cameron and all the people keep fucking disappearing, and it's really fucking confusing. Guy out there playing um, the trumpet for some reason. The kids don't give a shit. Uh, There's more slow-mo on the no. wife. No, he's playing the trumpet on his hand. Yeah, he is playing. Yeah, I'm sorry. He's playing the trumpet. I was going to show that, too. He's playing the trumpets on his hands. There's more slow-mo on yeah. the wife while she's dancing. There's even more slow-mo. There's dancing for Jesus. Why... Um, DeAndre starts dancing too because they're doing a Soul Train kind of thing now and he's doing the Carlton dance and I said Carlton should sue. Yes, I agree. More slow-mo mom and then now we're at the very end of the movie. 
And Kurt Cameron says, now, hold, hold, oh, okay, go on, for it. Go on. for it. Yeah, go. So not only is it slow my mom, it's slow my mom and hero Christian. Yeah. Uh, awkwardly shimmying next to each other. Not really dancing, just shimmying. Yeah. They're just like, they're looking at each other, moving left and right with that movement leg, and just like shimmying their shoulders at each other. Like, this is break dancing. This is how it works, isn't it, DeAndre? <laughs> Dude, there, okay, there's so much. Oh my God. Just fucking keep going. There's so much I have to say about this. Unnecessary scene. So okay, we're done. Makes me so goddamn. <laughs> we are at the end of the dance scene, and it ends with Kurt Cameron saying, "Let's feast." And everyone's walking by the camera, and there's that one guy who's probably that really annoying guy at like you know gatherings with friends and stuff, who's always super loud and wants to be funny, and he just fucking yells uncontrollably. Oh, you mean uh, the guy that I'm almost positive has to be Kirk Cameron's either brother or brother-in-law, who just is screaming at the top of his lungs, not even looking excited. No. Just screaming like a banshee and just, like, walking. He's like, oh, there's a camera there. I'm going to fucking scream. Dude, I, I cannot stress enough to the sun, and I really hope you put this guy on the screen right now. He doesn't have... Any excitement to his face, he's screaming as loud as he can, literally over everyone else in the cast, and just walking forward. That's it. So, but the it big doesn't thing doesn't make any goddamn sense. They're having the feast. They have that that black mom there and her baby. Now we're seeing the, them, and Who I wrote has down not been in the film. <laughs> they're not shown one time up to this point. Not at all. And I wrote down here, I said, we have a high frame rate camera and we're going to fucking use it. We're going to get all the yeah. slow-mo shots that we can as much as possible. And like you said, the padding out the time, uh, the credits hit. Which, the, allow me, hold on real quick. Yeah, go for it. feast scene, and I said that with very obvious air, air quotations, that's the least appetizing feast I've ever seen. Oh, I didn't even look at the food. I was like, oh, no, I'm, Dude, I'm, I don't it, care. It was dry-ass turkey, dry ham, dry stuffing, and then a fucking, literally, a bowl filled with chocolate pudding. <laughs> That's the feast that they had. There was dry turkey, dry ham, dry stuffing, and then randomly, a giant, I mean, a massive bowl of chocolate pudding. <laughs> I need to see this. Were they like, "Hey, we have um, we have this uh, Dude, this woman okay, here with her baby. We need to give them something that we know that they would like. Let's give them chocolate Dude, pudding." You are gonna find it really easily uh, because it's at the very end. And James Cameron mentioned Kirk Cameron. Pudding. My God, I keep saying James Cunt Cameron. There you go. Uh, says chocolate pudding. And then it slow-mos on Cunt Cameron grabbing this giant, I mean, like, two-gallon bowl of chocolate pudding and handing it to the dude who screams like a banshee. And then you never see the chocolate pudding on any plate. <laughs> he only eats it. <laughs> That's his <laughs> meal. <laughs> 
it is it is chocolate pudding that hasn't been touched by a spoon. It is like dude, they made it, they dumped it into this bowl, and then I guarantee when they were done filming this scene, they're like, "Oh fuck, this chocolate pudding!" They just like threw it out. Wait a second, wait, 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 wait. What if the guy that screamed is actually someone who has some functional issues, and he can only, that's the only way he communicates is by screaming? And like, okay, we have to feed Ralphie now. Give him his pudding, and he eats it with his hands and goes, ah! <laughs> <laughs> He's just throwing pudding at his face. <laughs> He's just covering chocolate pudding. He's just screaming like a banshee, and no one can stop him. Oh, my Her gosh. camera goes up and just, like, decks him in the face, just like St. Nick. He's like, I'm the new St. Nick, motherfuckers. So the, the credits hit. They hang on the executive producer uh, card for a long time with Kirk Cameron, uh, and then they Dude, go into the director of the film. It, it's is very awkward awkward. amount of time. It's it's longer than five it, seconds. That doesn't sound long, it, but for credits, it's, it's very least, long. It's at least fifteen seconds because I actually fast forwarded. It's not fifteen. I can promise it's not fifteen. Get... It's long though. Dude, it's it's at least ten seconds then. Um. And then they do the director, who was Christian, and then they go through everyone else. And then they play the bloopers. I don't want to spend a lot of time on this, because this was fucking stupid, but they weren't bloopers. They were just outtakes of the director being like, I gotta do this thing now in the movie. And it it was lacking no humor. Dude, it was the the director being like, hey, I gotta do this ad-lib off me. We're gonna record it. And then we're gonna put it in the like the credits, and I'm gonna look funny. So please do this. And he didn't if look funny. You don't once. You're not in the film. Then like they had an outtake of like him being like, "Oh, I got cottonmouth, Kirk. What do you do when you have cottonmouth?" And they fucking hung dude. on it for like twenty seconds for no reason. That's not an outtake. It's a dude asking someone who's been on camera for his entire life, like. Hey, I know you get cottonmouth. We all do, like, in front of the camera. What do you do for it? And then cut cameras like, yeah, I drink water. And then for some reason, Christian the hero grabs a celery stick with nothing on it. He says celery. He does say celery. Yeah. He grabs a celery stick, eats it with nothing. And even Kirk in the background is like, you're not going to use ranch? And the dude just, like, eats it. An entirely like an entire celery stick. He's like, that was disgusting. I don't know how you <laughs> actors do this. <laughs> and he drinks just like a little like sixty cup of water. He's like looking at the camera. Okay, so then at the very end, they have this uh, wild and out rap scene that Dude. sucked. And that's when they mentioned James Cameron, which is weird. Dude. I that whole scene that alone it was a really bad film yeah but the fact they gave almost three minutes of screen time to the world's worst freestyle rap where the dude for a solid 40 seconds is just doing word associationism is not rhyming it's just saying words that make sense with each other. Yeah. How's your daughter? 
How's your father? How's your sister? Excuse me, mister. How do you do? You want some coffee? My name is Rafi. Maybe Shane's worthy. Maybe you heard of me. Maybe it's dropping like this. Swiss Miss Sup is Coco. You know. No, no. Yes, yes. West, West. All day. Every day. Every which way. Look at what the plants say. I listen to nature. Mother nature. Father nature. Your father hates you. Oh, I'm sorry, Dad. What did I do? I I pounded a beer. <laughs> Through the whole thing? <laughs> I was so upset because I listened to this dude on, on YouTube, Henry Styles, who is probably the, the greatest freestyle rapper to ever exist. I said Eminem, too? It, he destroys Eminem. Oh, okay, that's a big statement, but keep going, please. Dude, I'm going to send you some videos. Yeah, yeah I hear uh, you, but keep uh, going. So, so listen to Henry Styles on YouTube. Um, so to sit there and subject myself, and I, this is what makes me hate you the most. Is this <laughs> goddamn ink? Is this fucking end credit scene? When you were adamant, you fucking told me I have to sit through the end credit scene. Yeah, you have and to watch so it. The credits are going. It's it's that garbage remake of whatever fucking Christmas song it is. I forward, and then I see. The random black priest, preacher, neighbor, who the fuck he is, they never explain it. And then the dude who's obsessed with conspiracy theories, the dude who says the conspiracy theory, like, says something, like, that was in the script. And then you can hear Christian the hero in the background say, hey, man, start beatboxing. (laughs) And then... The black guy starts beatboxing, and the dude who's obsessed with conspiracy theories, and I'm not fucking with you, the director says it just like that, hey, man, start beatboxing. <laughs> I need and to then, find this. Start <laughs> and then the, the, the dude who's obsessed with conspiracy theories just starts randomly rapping over this black guy who... I'll give it to him. The dude beatboxes like on a moment's notice. He's told to beatbox, and like a half second later, he's got a whole beat. He's going for it. And you can tell throughout the beatbox, he tries to end it three different occasions. I watched it. He tries to end it on three different occasions. And the dude who's just going for it, who starts doing word association, and the dude doing the beatboxing grabs his mug, tries to clink him, and the guy refuses. He keeps going. And you can see the dejected look on the black guy's face like, fuck, I gotta keep going. <laughs> Shit, I'm tired of this. It's like, dude, you're not doing a very good job. It, dude, it goes for so, so long. And then at the end of it, once he does, once they finally clink it, and the, the white guy who's obsessed with conspiracy theories that looks like fucking Chris Ramsey is like, you know what? Monumental. <laughs> and they clink glasses, and they both take like a big old swig, and they just look at the camera, and you can hear, you can hear the director throughout the entire freestyle rap. He's trying to get him to say Kirk Cameron's name. Music, Cameron, music, movie biz. Cameron, Kirk, 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 Cameron, Ipita, Ipita, Cam Fam, Kirk, Kirk Cameron, Kirk, Kirk, it ain't James. Kurt, 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 Cameron. Movement. We don't stop, baby. All day, every day.
You can hear him in the background. He's like, Kirk, Kirk Cameron, Kirk Cameron, Kirk Cameron, Kirk Cameron, Kirk Cameron. <laughs> he's saying it through the whole freestyle. He's trying to get one of them to fucking say Kirk Cameron's name. And so finally, like 30 seconds, the white guy's like, Kirk Cameron, Kirk Cameron, Kirk Cameron. And he just starts saying his name in like fucking stupid ways. <laughs> That's stupid. And dude, I was sitting there, I'm like, no, this isn't how you freestyle. <laughs> okay, so. Apparently, I, I have big feelings. One of the I worst like movies. I have big feelings right now. You have big feelings. It's true. You do. Um, One of the worst movies of all time. And I'm going to read you a I'll couple. I'll never watch it again. I'm going to read you a couple of reviews. Um, Kirk Cameron's response to those reviews and, and then our categories and we'll get out of here. Um, so a couple of them, uh, which are pretty, pretty good. Um, one guy, I hope, I hope for anything else that we've done on this podcast, Kirk Cameron watches this episode. Well, I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? Um, but this person from the New York Times said, uh, with a smile so wide and laughter that sounds so forced, you half expect the camera to pull back to reveal hostage takers. Mr. Cameron explains how several facets of the holiday, the tree, the Santa Claus and gifts have roots in religious tradition. Um, and then another person said, how do you prove a horse is an animal? Because I like Sweden. That's the style of absurd logic that happens in Kirk Cameron saving Christmas. Yeah, okay. I like that review a um, lot. Um, had Saving Christmas, this is be the last uh, one I read, and I'll read the Kirk Cameron response. Uh, had Saving yeah. Christmas run yeah. any longer, Cameron would no doubt have found a way to find the divinity in Frosty, Rudolph, the Grinch, Peppermint Bark, the Elf on the Shelf, sorry, I read the weird, Elf on the Shelf, Frosted Cranberry Hand Soap, and Mr. Hanky the Christmas Poo. <laughs> no, I fucking love that one. That's a great one. That's a good one. Uh, so shortly after the film's release on November 2014, uh, Kirk Cameron responded to the film's almost universally negative reviews by pleading with his fans on his Facebook page. Uh, his post read, Help me storm the gates of Rotten Tomatoes, all of you who love Saving Christmas, Go rate it at Rotten Tomatoes right now and send the message to all the critics that we decide what movies we want our families to see. If 2,000 of you, parentheses, out of almost 2 million on this page, take a minute to rate Saving Christmas, it will give the film a huge boost and more will see it as a result. Thank you all for your help and support in putting the joy of Christ back in Christmas. The following day, uh, Cameron took to Facebook again to claim the film's rating had rose to 94% thanks to his plea to fans and supporters. However, the call to manipulate votes angered some film fans who took to Rotten Tomatoes to leave negative reviews, uh, and their Saving Christmas's current rating is 0%. Uh, Cameron later blamed the negative reaction on haters, pagans, and atheists, and also claimed there was an, an atheist conspiracy to ruin the film that was allegedly hatched on Reddit. Of course there was. And that is Kirk Cameron's response. Now, Andy, at the end of watching Boozies, I thought there has to be some way that we can 
perfectly encapsulate the movie and also maybe fix it for the future. Are you ready to go down this road? Now, let me go ahead and preface to the sud. Uh, we did discuss these topics beforehand. Yes. But I refused to write them down because I wanted my vitriol and anger to come across as genuine whenever we go through these topics because I hate this movie so fucking much. Yeah. I I think you're now, absolutely right. Now, now what go I, ahead. I will start. Uh the first one is what is the biggest mistake the movie makes? Really? Outside of lying to everyone? Yeah. I would say the biggest mistake the movie makes is by bringing on six strangers, two of whom can actually break dance, four of whom cannot, <laughs> for a four and a half minute break dance music video at the end of the fucking movie. I agree, and my biggest mistake and is... you know what? Hold on. You know what? The two people who could dance were the only two Asian people in the crew. <gasps> oh. Now that's saying something. But but they put a hot, a hot white woman and a thick white woman in the front to mask it. Is that like the, uh, the um, what is that, the cheerleader effect? It was talked about in Hall Pass or something like that. Yes. Yes, it was. And yes, it is. Um, my biggest mistake for the movie, and I'm just going to do it all encapsulating, uh, existing. Um, what is what? That, that, that is fair. Uh, what is one redeeming quality? Okay, you know what? I'll, I'll go back. In all seriousness, biggest mistake, it didn't give any credence to any other views. It's only this view exists and is the only one that's right. Well, that uh, is Kirk Cameron. He, that's all he does. That's true. Um, now what is one redeeming quality of the film? Can you name it? Yes, in fact, I can. The one redeeming quality of the entire film is the random Asian dude they showed after the breakdance, four and a half minute music video they did, who sits on the couch, drinks a sip of coffee and says, that's why I come to these parties. He's never shown before. He's never shown after. It's a five second cameo. The only redeeming quality. Now, you didn't say that that was the Asian guy that was dancing, right? Those are two no, separate people. No, no. No, it's a very old Asian man. Yeah, He's yeah, like yeah. 80 years old. He has never shown before. They randomly, I mean, it's like a five-second cameo where it is literally, he is the only person in the shot. He's sitting on the couch. He takes a really cocksure, like, sip of this coffee with, like, fucking whipped cream or some shit on top. Yeah. And he goes, that's the only reason I come to these parties and he licks his lips and then it moves on. <laughs> I would say the one redeeming quality is how little fun the kids had the entire time they were on camera. Dude. Okay. That's a whole nother thing. Every time they were in shot, they were just standing still and just staring at the adults. Like, what are you doing? Are we, should we be doing something? Like, they didn't care. It really, it genuinely felt like they were having an actual get together and then the director, who's probably, like, good friends with Cunt Cameron, was like, hey, we could film a movie here tonight. <laughs> that feels like wanna, it, yeah. Like, do you want to do that? Because Cunt Cameron's sister cannot act. 
No, and, and she director, was she was in Growing Pains as well. Yes, and the director cannot act. No. The only one who can actually act in the entire thing is Kirk Cameron, and it's him self-aggrandizing himself and just talking over the entire film. He's the voiceover for the entire thing. Yeah. And it's him sucking his own dick as to why Christianity is the only reason Christmas exists. So, <laughs> uh, how would you fix the movie, Andy? There is no fixing it! <laughs> would you just burn it? Well, that would be the way you fix it? You know, you know how Heisenberg screams, I am the one who knocks? Yeah. There is no fixing it. Imagine it like that. Okay. Now, the only way to the only way to fix this movie, genuinely, I would say, is to not have the hero Christian in the film. Oh, because he's basically like he's like, oh, I'm I am stupid. You're right. These all these views yeah, I've held are, are completely incorrect. The views I've held for at least 40 years of my life, you're going to solve in a 40-minute discussion. And I'm going to go destroy every toy I bought for my kids. I'm going to go fuck my wife in the ass tonight. <laughs> you have solved, you have cured all of my earthly woes with this very short, inconsequential discussion we had in my SUV in the rain not in the rain, in the rain, not in the rain, but in the rain again. <laughs> I'm going to fuck my wife in the ass. Um, next one, and I, I have no additions to add to how I would fix the movie. You, you've covered it all. Um, who has the most punchable face? Oh, my man. That is Cunt Cameron's sister. Oh, wow. I thought you were going to say Cunt Cameron. No. He's he's got a punchable face. Now I'll give it to him. He's got a handsome face. Yeah, he does. But Cunt Cameron's sister looks like one haggard old bitch. Oh my god. She has taken a few too many poundings <laughs> and has not gotten enough sleep. She dude She has got some bags under her eyes. That cannot be solved by modern medicine. Um, I would and say. Oh, go her, ahead. Her her acting, or her inability to act, and the lack of a shit she gives throughout the entire film. I really just, I would be okay with punching her. <laughs> I would say is actually Cunt Cameron. And there is a, a okay. more more reason for it. Now, obviously, it's a smarmy smile, and I hate that. Now, one fun fact Dude, about this yeah. film is it won is the first Christmas movie ever to win the Razzie for worst movie. Um, I like this. He won the Razzie for worst performance in he the did movie. Not deserve that in that film. He didn't. He didn't deserve it. No, that easily goes to Christian. And that's fair, but they I mean they had their reasons for it because he's the poster boy, so you know, you just you make him the scapegoat. Yeah, but 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 we cannot forget the scene where Christian in the car starts making sexual grunts like, Ooh, yeah, I'ma do it. 
I'm a big boy. Red letter, red letter, red letter. Where is it? So, okay, hold on. I can't, I can't wait. I'm gonna close yeah, I'm my eyes. This. I'm gonna visualize that dick. Yes. I'm gonna do this. I can do this. I can talk to my wife. I can talk to my kid, which you'll never see. I can talk to my kids. I can tell them I was a big man. I'm a, I'm a sad man. I'm a wrong man. The other thing I was going to mention is that the Razzies, the movie also won the worst performing duo. And that was won Has by... Has to be them too, yeah. No. Oh my God. It was won by Kirk Cameron and his ego. <laughs> oh, holy shit. <laughs> oh man, dude, what? Oh my God. That's pretty that good. Is... Oh, that's really good. Holy shit. Um, I'll skip I over. I to say to that. Yeah. I, I, Razzies, I... thank you. Um, I'll skip over favorite character. I didn't like anyone in this movie. Um, you like too. My favorite character in the movie was the old Asian man. Okay. Yeah. He, he was, because a... he was in it. He was in it for five seconds. Mm-hmm. And all he said was, that's why I come to these parties, licked his lips oddly sexually, and mm-hmm. then was never seen again. That's why you need to celebrate parties. I agree. So that means he went home. He jerked off to what he had just seen and slept very soundly that night. And you know what? I aspire to that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're goddamn right. All right, last category. Which fiction, non-fiction character would you add to this film? Jesus Christ. Oh, that's a good one. Because he'd probably see it and be like, Y'all are fucking stupid. Also, yeah, like, God damn it. Y'all like, want some God Mountain Dew? Dad damn it. You know, you, you know what? I was going to say the R word, but apparently the R word is getting people canceled left and right now because that's offensive. We can't use that word anymore. Sure. Uh, but I'll, I'll stick to God damn it. Yeah. Hell yeah. Daddy yeah. damn it. I'm mad. Dad Sky Daddy, damn it! You got all of the facts wrong. <laughs> I would say, and I, I said I would add. Now you've seen the television show, what we do in the shadows, correct? Yes, of course. I would add the soul vampire in there because while soul vampire or the energy vampire, yeah, he, the energy vampire. Sorry. So yeah, Kirk Cameron's there. He's so you know like. Oh, you're wrong. You know, and he'd be like, "Oh, why you say that?" I, you know, well, I. No, he'd be like, "No, no." The the energy vampire be like, "Well, you know, like I learned this from here," and he would just go on for like two hours, <laughs> and then the next scene would be cut cameras just like passed over in the passenger seat, and then you see the the energy vampire just staring at the camera like, "Yeah, you're goddamn right," <laughs> shooting himself. Yeah, he's like, you know, I was actually around for when Jesus was hung on the cross. And you just go from there. It's like, Jesus was actually a really boring carpenter. He wasn't very good. You know, you would think someone that's so celebrated as a carpenter would build houses with more than four walls, but he actually only had four walls. And it's weird, too, because the roof is always flat. They didn't have any kind of 
uh, try trust kind of things that we're working on and back then you know also too in houses they had Frank Lloyd Wright he had a flat house and that was kind of interesting sometimes but then also too whenever you live Dude. in a certain house with bricks and <laughs> okay I'm sorry <laughs> that is dead on the money and he would immediately drain Cut Cameron of all energy you just be like oh god I can't do this anymore <laughs> He, he would grow a full head of hair like he did in that one episode, and he would just start just like eliminating everyone in the movie. <laughs> Going a rampage. Yes. <laughs> um. Well, that's that's our very long and thorough review of Kirk Cameron's Saving Christmas. It is uh, genuinely longer than the movie itself. Genuinely, by a, quite a bit as well. And if you enjoyed this episode of the podcast, please, for the love of fuck, don't watch the movie. I got that covered for you. I got clips. We got discussion. You don't need to watch it. Yeah. The 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 Sud Nation has only given him ten dollars, and that's all he can get out of us. And then we can. That's all he deserves. Uh, he, honestly, he deserves zero. Ten dollars more. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, any closing remarks or statements, Andy? No. Well. No. <laughs> no. 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 Suds, thank you I'm so much. I'm trying not to scream in my apartment. Thank you so much, Suds, for watching. Uh, this one is a doozy, but in the best way. Um, a doozy, not a doozy. It's a. Oh, is it a doozy, but not a boozy? But you've been, you've been watching, watching boozies. <laughs> ah, okay, okay. I do. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's on me. Um, go ahead and give us a follow on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at Adam Also Andy. Go ahead and go to our website, adam-andy.com. Go ahead and give us a listen and a watch on Spotify, iTunes, and YouTube just by looking up Adam and Andy. And lastly, go ahead and shoot us an email, Adam Also Andy at gmail.com. We love hearing from you. Uh, we have a big mailbag I'm going to go through in the next episode. Uh, but I cannot wait. It's going to be great. Um, <clears throat> now, outside of that, if you have any movie suggestions that even Andy couldn't decide on and maybe I will agree with, go ahead and fire them to us as well. We'd love to hear about it. Um, and if you like the segment, we'd love to hear that as well. Uh, Andy, do you have anything else to add? Outside of my depression, no. Hmm. Sounds like Andy's out of the Christmas spirit. I know just the fix. Let's watch Kirk Cameron <laughs> saving Christmas. <laughs> no. I swear to God, I will never, ever, ever. I don't care if Jessica Beale's like, hey, man, you can fuck my tits if you watch Kirk Cameron saving Christmas. I'd be like, why are you oddly specific about this? I'm going home. How'd you get here? <laughs> yeah. Where did you find my address from? Why are you here? You got sloppy titties. I ain't gonna do it. Well, as always, I'm Adam. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Andy. And fuck you, Kurt Cameron. <laughs>